Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm and we're located in Riverside. I'm a certified financial planner and I have three other individuals in my office that are also certified. One of them also is an attorney and he helps our clients with estate planning and other legal issues as they become apparent. If you'd like to know more about our firm, I simply ask you to go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com and scroll down through the website and you'll find a lot of information, not only about us, but also about our firm and what we do and how we help our clients. Now, every week what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is referred to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in retirement update, I wanna talk about something that California has introduced, and I'm sure that most of you don't know anything about it, but it is the master plan for aging. In California, under Governor Newsom, he believes that Californians need to do more for those people that are older and do not have the economic wherewithal to meet the struggles that they could be facing as they, as they meet, as they go into the older ages. Now, you know, economics and aging is a big problem. Nearly half of all U.S. households are headed by someone age 55 and older with no retirement savings. Now, one quarter of all people over 65 rely almost entirely on their Social Security benefits. Remember, Social Security was never designed to take care of all of your income needs in retirement. But unfortunately, more and more people are becoming dependent upon that. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that going down. But a lot of it is just that people procrastinate. They uh, spend more than they earn. And again, I don't want to be unsympathetic to those people that, you know, they're really on the bridge. They're just on a survival level and they don't have the ability to save. And again, I don't want to be pointing my finger and say you should have and you could have. But at the same point in time, now Governor Newsom has come out with his plan. And when you read through it, and I suggest, I suggest that you go take a look at it. Now there's five parts to it. And you can simply go to mpa.aging.ca.gov. And you can see what the state of California is hoping to accomplish in the next 10 years. Now, for for some of you that are politically capable, you'll, you'll look through it, particularly on the housing for all stages, and you'll see some of the evidence of Prop 19. So by getting rid of or allowing people that are over 65 to be able to move their home and keep their assessed value anywhere within the state. That's one of their designs. But underlying understanding that there's some other issues with Prop 19, 
that will be, it takes away some of the positive sides of the Prop 13 aspects of it. Now, again, housing, housing is a big issue in California, and there's not a single one of us that are not aware of the high cost of housing. Now, if you have over 65, if you have, an, if you have a fourth of your people entirely dependent upon Social Security as their only means of retirement income, well, and if they don't own their home, they're in serious trouble. You know, the average Social Security benefit is about $1,500 a month. You know, it costs you that much just about to rent a small apartment, much less a house. How are these people going to be to keep a house and a roof over their head? And this is what Newsom is trying to attack. He's trying to come after it from the standpoint of social development. And I look at the housing and the way in which they're responding to it. A lot of it is it's going to take us a generation or more. And a biggest issue is, is going to be regulation. And at the core of that is going to be, you know, job creation. It has to have economic impact. There has to be a, a stronger desire by, by employers to provide defined contribution, defined benefit plans to their employees. And that isn't going to be resolved in 10 years. Now, this plan is set up to go over the next 10 years. Now, again, in addition to the housing, they've got four other categories. It's called health reimagined. Inclusion and equity, not isolation, is the third one. Caregiving that works and affording aging. Now, every one of these are critical subjects. They really are. And I, and I think that as Californians, we need to be aware, and particularly as a retirees, there's some things that you need to be aware of. And I think it's going to come in the form of taxes. Businesses are going to have to pay more. But more importantly, there's going to be changes in regulations and how do you develop. Now, in housing, we come back to the housing sector. What we're talking about is affordability. So they've come up with additional dwelling units that you can, in fact, every city in the state of California is to, is to meet a standard. If you go on this website, you can go to every city in the state of Cal California, every county, and you can see where they are in the mandate by Sacramento to provide housing to the less fortunate. It's, it's in virtually every county is behind schedule. And the biggest reason for this is because the cost of getting this done. Every city, every state has their own regulations and has their own approval process that causes the cost to go up. It, it, it goes up a lot, folks. And your actual cost per square foot is extraordinary. So when it comes down to actually becoming a positive outcome, the state has a long ways to go. But I encourage people, I said, you know, you need to find out, you need to become involved. And more importantly, you need to understand what the state of California is doing. And most importantly, your comment is really well, it, it's really important. They need to hear from the citizens of California that they need to change things at Sacramento. They make, they need to make life more that make it more productive here, allow job creation to become less burdensome to the, to the people that are trying to start a job and less expensive and regulation such to build housing. These are some very vital facts that Sacramento seems to be just kind of pushing to the side. So again, if you look down here and you're affording, uh, you know, this, the fifth element of this, affording aging, it, it is a really big issue since you have you have, you have less than a fourth of the people that, that just are not prepared other than Social Security to pay for long-term care and health insurance and, and caregiving and all those things when their health starts to deteriorate. This is a serious problem, folks. And these, this puts flesh, flesh and blood 
on those individuals that have serious problems and needs. Now, as an individual, you become involved with people, you know, your family members first. But then beyond that, you have your neighbors and you have the other people that you rub shoulders with. And there's things that you can do, but more importantly, become informed, become engaged. So again, I, I would suggest that you go, this would be a good way to become informed. This is a great website because it tells you what the state of California is hoping to accomplish. Go to mpa.aging.ca.gov. Become an informed person. Make good decisions about your life going forward. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. Boy, COVID-19 has really, it's, it's just changed how we look at economics. I mean, you, you know, you, if you would have taken anything back going back a year ago, you would have thought the world was coming to an end. And now we are a year down the road and everybody is scratching their heads on how quickly not only the market retraced its losses, but has substantial gains over the bottom, but also real estate, virtually every equity, everything that had an asset base to it has had phenomenal growth. Now, one of the things that, that I'm watching very carefully, and that is you know, the, what I call the disruption of the economy, what has happened? And there's been a lot of disruption. And of course, most of you are well aware if you're working uh, from, from a remote location. In other words, if you're staying home, you're not going into work every day as you did before, you're saying this really changed everything. And after the pandemic, so to speak, ends, will you go back to the office? Will you get back on the freeway and travel from your home to your office? I would say a big chunk of you are not. 25% of the people now work remotely and their job allows them to do that. Now, they probably are going to have some office meetings, but I think there's going to be a large number of people that are not going to go back into offices again. So it comes down to productivity. How productive are we? Now, re remember, this, was, this recession was caused by the pandemic, not because of economic excesses. We had very, very, we had historically low unemployment rate before the pandemic. And the pandemic hit primarily the service sector. The service sector has been hammered. Now, if you look at the age group, unfortunately, a lot of the people that are in that service sector were older people, you know, working in restaurants, working in hotels and cruise ships, no, no matter what it is, they were affected by that. Now, the question is, will they come back? And apparently the age 
is a big factor in whether or not these people are going to be permanently retired or are they going to come back back into the workforce. Right now, it looks like that we've added about another million and a half people into the permanent retirement category because they just they said, I'm done. You know, I'm done. And they just they're going to take whatever retirement they have and they're just going to move into retirement. I know I can tell you from people I've talked to within my own office that we've had a lot of people that have stepped into retirement. I've encouraged several of my clients not to retire. You know, they're close to what I consider the golden age, 70, because that's when you get the maximum Social Security benefits. Um, I've asked, you know, if the job isn't isn't brutally hard on their, 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 their body to continue to work, you know, continue to work. And if you can work remotely, if you can stretch out your employment, from let's say 67 to 70, this is going to be really beneficial to you over the long run. In most cases, I would say that I've been successful in, in convincing people that this is a really a better outcome than retiring early. But older workers right now, um, they're really not expecting a rebound in employment. So this is gonna create opportunities for younger people. Now, as a business owner, your older employees are more productive. They have more knowledge. They have a better understanding of the business operation if they're just stepping out of it. And if you've laid off people, bringing them back in, they may not want to come back in. And of course, the older people, the technology, a lot of the new things that they have to learn, they're saying, I don't think I want to do that. And what's going to happen is that we're going to see um, a lot of retraining. Now, this is going to be, it's going to be an opportunity for younger people but I, I think you're going to see a disproportionately larger uh, segment of the older population not come back after, after the pandemic. So again, what does that mean? Well, I mean, again, it, it just depends upon what side of the fence you're at. And I think you're going to see some dis, disproportionate um, changes within the economy. The good news is uh, the job prospects um, could brighten for older people as we get past this pandemic and they feel more comfortable coming out of their COVID cave and venturing out into the world of the economy. But the economy, the economic output depends upon the number of workers and the number of workers and how productive each worker is. So in other words, productivity is based upon the output per hour and it reflects how efficient that worker is. And we all know that when we're younger, we don't know as much. And we have a tendency to um, not be as efficient at our job. As we get older, typically we have more knowledge and we get a lot more uh, efficient on the overall and do a better job in handling um, the work that's in front of us. And it's better for our employers, better for the overall. So therefore, the productivity, it, it's, it's going to be a labor reallocation. Now, this is going to bode well for certain companies very, very much, but it's also going to bode well. I think the job market is going to continue as far as the, the unemployment rate will continue to drop precipitously. I think there's a lot of jobs that are available. And, and I hope that the government doesn't force people, so to speak, by paying them more to stay home than to really look for good jobs, good paying jobs. Again, the things that I'm reading, the people I talk to, they're, they're looking for good quality. In fact, you drive around the Inland Empire right now, there are big banners on a lot of businesses saying, we are hiring. And I hope that people aren't getting benefits and saying, well, I'm just going to outlast my benefits before I go back to work. Um, it, it has a moral dilemma, folks, at the end of it. 
But at the end of the day, what I'm looking at right now is that the virus has changed the way the Americans not only consume, but also I think how they're going to be working going forward. You know, if you look at the real value of goods consumed, it has grown by more than 7% during the entire pandemic, during the pandemic. Now, that's amazing to me. But, you know, you got delivery services that have dropped by about two and a half percent. But that means that you have you have in retail logistic workers has jumped by 10 percent in less than a year. This represents a dramatic acceleration of long running trend of Americans consuming more goods while employing fewer people in the distribution of those goods. And a lot of this has to do with the rise in remote work, the thing I talked about earlier. So, again, I think what we're going to see is that we're seeing a disruption of our economy, but not necessarily all for the bad. There's going to be a lot of positive things. And the people that are going to be affected the worst of this, of course, are the service sector and the older population. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to be 60 years of age and trying to find a job where you need to have new skills, new talents, new energies. It's just hard. So therefore, I encourage people to stay in their job. Hopefully, you've gone through this pandemic. You're still working. Stay in this job for another couple of years. If you can get to age 70, yeehaw, that's the best. And put more money into your retirement plan. You're going to get a higher Social Security payout. It's going to be better for you. For those of you that have stepped out of it, you're going to have to consolidate your assets looking going forward and see whether or not you need to get back into the job market. Again, these things are everybody's household is different. If you need some help, you need some instruction, you need some planning, give me a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Let's build a plan together, folks. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. Many of you may be considering whether or not you should refinance your home right now. And there's an article that I'd like to send to you. It was in the Wall Street Journal in, it was in the Saturday, Sunday edition of the March 13th to the 14th. But the title of the article is, Read This Before You Refinance. How timely can that be? So if you're in the midst of looking at a refinance, this would be a perfect article for you to take a good hard look at. But, you know, it, it goes out and it starts, the article starts, mortgage rates are on the rise after nearly a year of record lows, providing a nudge to homeowners who want to refinance but didn't get around to it yet. And if you're one of those uh, procrastinators, and you're thinking, oh, did I miss it? This article is really perfect for you because what rate makes sense for me? And it takes you through, it's got several key highlighted paragraphs within this article, and each one 
has good, vital information so that you can make smart decisions about your money. The average rate on a 30-year mortgage note right now rose up above 3%, and but it's still substantially lower. I mean, we were looking at 4% just a, just a short period of time, and it's just now slightly above 3 But um, So you need to consider how many months it would take you to recoup the cost of closing one of the biggest factors, you know, the interest rate is a big factor. Another factor is how long you perceive that you're going to stay in your home. If you're looking that you're going to move from your home within the next few years or so, refinance probably is not a smart thing because the cost of refinance, the closing costs and all that, to recoup all those costs before you move out within about a two or three year period of time probably is not going to be a positive mood. And this article talks about it. It says, what if closing costs are too high? Now, sometimes if you have an existing mortgage company, they'll waive or reduce some of those costs if you do a refinance with them. But this article goes on to point that the average refinancing fees is nearly about $3,400. So if you have a small mortgage, $3,400 is a significant percentage. Let's say if you're refinancing $150,000 versus if you have a $400,000 mortgage, that's a substantially less as far as the percentage. Because they have some standard costs. Now, in this article, it talks about Closing Corporation. It's a firm that provides residential real estate data. And it, it talks about you can kind of do some comparison. Am I paying too much for my refinance or am I paying about right? Again, everything is negotiating. It's um, You can negotiate with your uh, escrow company. You can in, in negotiate with your mortgage broker to see what you can get to be reduced, particularly if you've done more than one mortgage with the same broker. Oftentimes the fees that they would charge can be reduced because they see the advantage of keeping you as a long-term customer. Now, if you have an adjustable rate mortgage, there's no question in my mind that you should be looking to get it into a fixed. If you use a, a, an ARM, adjustable rate mortgage to get into your first home because you needed that in order to, um, so to speak, leverage yourself in to that home, but you're there and the equity has gone up, my goodness, uh, get a copy of this article. I'll send it to you. Go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com and ask for the articles. Read this before you refinance. But if you have an ARM loan and you've been in your home for at least a year or thereabouts, you've probably built up some additional equity and you want to take advantage of these low interest rates. Now, you didn't probably capture the very bottom of the interest rate market, but you're still historically very low. So, and then you can take a look at whether or not a 30-year mortgage is better for you, or should you shorten it? A lot of mortgage companies will let you tailor your loan so you can keep on the same track. So if you did a refinance, let's say five years ago, well, you can structure a loan that's a 25-year mortgage. So you stay on the same timeline that your house is paid for at the same time, same rate or same time issue. So you're not losing that ground again. So again, uh, if you're doing that or if you're doing a cash out, this article can be great value to you. Just uh, just send, a, send an email to me or give me a call at the phone number at 951-684-7011. And we'll send you out a free reprint of this. It's called Read This Before You Refinance. So either way, you go to our website or give us a call. But the more information you have, the better choices that you'll make, the better decisions you'll make. And the question is, is how quickly you should act. Right now, interest rates will continue to rise. And I would suggest that you take whatever actions necessary to lock in the best rate you possibly can have 
for the duration that you're going to own your home because you're going to appreciate this time. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.